Let's all pray together. We'll jump in. Father, we pray this morning, Father, that we would hear your voice in such a real way. God, you would speak to each and every one of us here in the room and our online family watching right now. Father, we pray, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, God, that we would hear your voice louder than any other voice we've been hearing this week. In Jesus' name, we pray. Everybody said, come on, everybody said, amen. 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 Are you glad to be in church this morning? Come on. Are you glad to be in church this morning? We're glad that you're here. If you're here for the very first time, we are so pumped that you're here this morning. Come on. Give a rowdy, rowdy high five for everybody's here for the first time. We're glad that you're here. Uh, God's doing incredible things in our church. Last week, we talked about we're running out of chairs, and we talked about how we um, we needed to um, buy these chair covers so that we could have uh, 400 uh, or so more seats that would be available to us. And so I was hoping that we could get that all uh, taken care of last week. Come on, church. Let's celebrate this. We got all of those seat covers taken care of because of your generosity. We got more room for so many more people, so keep inviting because we got room on room on room for each and every one of them. And and so uh, you guys have been doing an incredible job of inviting friends and neighbors and coworkers and family members. And I I just want to tell you, continually do that because God is using your invitation. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more tonight. Um, But I, I wanted to talk about this idea of uh, it's all downhill from here. It's all downhill from here. And I wanted to read this scripture. Some of you, if you've been in church before, maybe you've heard the scripture um, in Mark uh, chapter 9. Um, let's all read that together. You can read, uh, follow along with us. If you have your Bible, you can turn there. I encourage you to get a Bible so you can be reading with us. Mark chapter 9 verse 2 said, six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed. And his clothes became dazzling white, far whiter than any earthly bleach could ever make them. Then Elijah... And Moses, now if you don't know Bible stuff, those, those are dead folk. <laughs> but they didn't really, no one saw them die. They went up that, it's confusing. They, they weren't around. <laughs> then Elijah and Moses appeared and began talking with Jesus. It's a pretty big moment, right? You guys see dead people all the time. No one said anything. They're just like, nah, it's normal. I don't want to live where y'all living if, uh, if that's normal. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's something that was crazy. Moses and Elijah were like the all-stars of the all-stars. They were the prophets that were the all-star prophets. They weren't no little prophets like Amos they, you know, and, 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 and Jonah, you know, and and Obadiah and all these other ones that you like forget about Micah, Mike, who's Micah? You're like, awesome name, but no one remembers the prophet. You know, Elijah and Moses, 
right? Especially Moses. I mean, you, you, most anybody, you don't even know the Bible. You're like, yeah, Charlton Heston. I know that dude. That's an old reference. All of you who are younger, you're like, Charlton, who, what, Charlton, yeah. Like Moses and Elijah, like they, they, in the Jewish community, these were the prophet of prophets. And that they were sitting, talking <coughs> with Jesus was this amazing moment. And then the Bible says that his, his, his appearance was transformed or transfigured. And uh, that's why a lot of Bible uh, scholars, they started calling this the Mount of Transfiguration. Because there was this amazing moment for Jesus. And, and it was an amazing moment for everybody who was there. And, and I was reading this. And I was thinking through the idea of first, for them to even see this moment, they had to go up a mountain. And, and, and so many times in our lives, mountains can seem like things that put a stop to what God is trying to do in your life. And so a lot of times we ask God to, Remove a mountain. But this point and this moment is not, there's not a removal of a mountain. There's a climb up a mountain. And so there might be some times in all of our lives that we realize that I am on a journey. Come on, church. I am on a journey to where God is trying to get me to, but it is a journey. It is not something that uh, just happened right away. It is something that I've been going, and, and listen, those journeys can be hard. Those journeys can be tough. I used to live in Colorado for a little bit, and, 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 and so they would say, hey, do you want to go on a hike? Listen, a hike is just a fancy word for a real hard walk. It, it, I, I don't like people trying to dress up that and say, let's go hike it. Nah, I know what y'all are trying to do. It's a, it's a long, hard walk up a big old humongous hill. And listen, not just that, but there's nothing. You keep going up. And there's just more up. And you can you just keep thinking, like, when is this getting cool? And it just keeps getting harder. And listen, for all you who love hiking, you're awesome. You're wonderful. Lo love your Patagonia. And you're so cool. And LL being yourself to death. I, I love, but that's not my thing. Listen, I just you keep, and the more you keep going, things keep dying. You keep going up and up and up. Trees don't even live past a certain area. There's no air up there. Where there is no air, that's where people aren't supposed to be. That's just a normal thing in life. But everybody, let's go hike way up. Let's do a 14er. What the heck are you talking about? Well, just, and you just keep going up. And I, and I remember we were going up this one mountain, and I got tricked into it. And so we're going, you know, by the time you get up into the middle of it, you're like, well, I'm going to spend as much time going down as I am getting to the dumb top. Might as well keep going. 
keep going, 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 going. And then all of a sudden, boom, you're at the top. And I'll tell you, that moment was breathtaking for me. That, that top moment. The journey, very rough. The moment at the top, you, you, can't, make, you can't make that. Like you can only experience it. And, and I want to remind all of us that those moments, those, those, those moments, those miracles, they can happen in a moment. But the only way that they happen is if you continually stay on the journey. Keep going up. And I, I know it might stink. I know you might feel like you're unprepared for this. I know you might feel like, man, I've been working at this job for this long or this long. I've been inviting my family for this much. I've been trying to work through some forgiveness for this long. And it feels like step after step after step. And you're not seeing anything happen. But I'm telling you, if you keep on the journey, God can have a moment just happen in your life. Where a miracle just shot, just like for Peter, just like for John, just like for James. They walk walked up this mountain, all of a sudden they saw Jesus in a way that they've never seen Jesus before. And they saw something that they could never make up in their mind. They saw something outworldly. They saw something from heaven that just dropped into their life. And I'm telling you, God has heaven that he wants to drop into your life, but it will not happen if you stop. There are some of you right now that are deciding tomorrow that you're going to quit, that you're going to give up, that you're not going to take another step. And God is telling you right now at this moment, don't you dare pull back. Don't you dare stop now. Don't you dare look back and say it's going to be better going down because I've got something in front of you that only you can see if you keep going. Come on. There, there are moments in your life that God wants to break through. But they'll only happen if you just keep moving forward. I'm thinking of David who was just bringing sandwiches. But as he brought sandwiches, all of a sudden God showed up and he led Israel in defeating a giant. I'm thinking about Moses who was just doing his thing and all of a sudden God showed up and said, you're the one that's going to bring Israel out of Egypt. I'm thinking about Elijah who said, no, 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 it's been three years since it rained, but now I'm done and now I'm going to show everyone that I am the true God. These things happened in moments, but they happened because Elijah and Moses and David kept on going where they were going and they didn't stop when it was hard and they didn't quit when they didn't see the answer and I know you might not see the answer in your marriage right now. I know you might not see the answer in your finances right now. I know you might see some places right now where you feel like it's broken and it's dead and it's not coming back to life but God says I'm working behind the scenes and I'm doing things that you can't see and I know you can't see them right now and I know you might be walking blind but don't dare stop because I'm leaving leading you up a mountain. I might not move the mountain right now, but I'm leading you up the mountain. And there are some of us that are right now needing an encouragement from the Spirit of God to say, just don't quit. Keep going. It's okay. 
I know it might be hard, but just because it's hard does not mean it's wrong. I, I know it might be something that feels like it's difficult, but just because it's difficult doesn't mean that you're out of God's will. It might mean that you're right in the middle of it. It might mean that God's got you right in the middle of the journey, and you're in the middle of that mountain, and you're like, Dad, gummit, why didn't I take a car up here? Why didn't somebody just help me? No, 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 I know it's hard. But there's a moment for you that's coming. There's a moment for you that's coming. And don't you dare forget that God's got a moment for you. Because that moment is a miracle. And a miracle can happen. Come on, church. A miracle can happen in a moment. I'm right now. Hey, I'm praying for every one of you who need a moment right now. Father, I'm praying, God, right now for every person who needs a moment. God, it needs a miracle. God, I'm praying that they feel the spirit that comes from you that would pull them up. God, that will help them say yes to another step. That will help them say yes to Monday. Help them say yes to Wednesday. Help them say yes to Friday. God, I pray God, there'd be a spirit in this room of don't quit. There'd be a spirit in this room that says I'm not giving up. There'd be a spirit in this room that says I'm going to keep walking when I don't see it. There'd be a spirit in this room that would keep walking up high. God, even when it feels better down low. God, I pray in Jesus' name that mountains would not be stopping points for us. Because it can get easy to make mountain a stopping point. Not just because you see one, but also because you get on top of one. Verse 5, Peter exclaimed, Rabbi, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let's make three shelters as memorials. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. And he said this because he didn't really know what to say, for they were all terrified. (coughs) Then a cloud overshadowed them. And a voice from the cloud said, so, so, so you see what's happening here. You got Jesus, you got Moses, you got Elijah. Now God has entered the, 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 the story. It's a big deal. Okay, okay. It's a cloud overshadowed them. A voice from the cloud said, this is my dearly loved son. Listen to him. I was reading this and I was thinking, man, Peter is, he's right. Because I was thinking the reason he's right is, is, well, at least feeling that he was right. It's because there's moments that feel so good that you never want to leave them. And we all know those moments. My son knows those moments. He had one last Sunday when we had snow cones here at church. His mouth was so blue. His brain was so hardwired into sugar 
And he looked at me with crazy eyes that said, when you get me in the car, I'm going to tear up your whole life later. And said to me, Dad, can we stay here for like a hundred days? And he doesn't really know like what, how long that is. It just, you know, just means to him a long time. Because he's like living his life. Because I'll tell you, he, he's sneaky. Because he knows here in church, I got one eye on him. But also I'm trying to talk to everyone. And, and just, you know, spend time with people, you know, leave in a couple minutes or uh, 30 seconds. So is, so is Jess. And so he knows he has divided attention. And because he knows he has divided attention and he has all the sugar, he's thinking, I got freedom. I got sugar. Why would I ever want to leave this place? You know, he's he just like, this is... The best. Now listen, that's for him, but we can all think about those moments. Think about moments that they're just like, these are so good and so wonderful that I never want to leave. And Peter was thinking, finally, I'm in a place that I've reached the pinnacle. And it's so good, I'm building a home here. I'm not leaving. And so Peter said something so profound when he said, since we're here. But here, he was starting to put too much on here. And a lot of us want to build too much here. That whatever that thing is, that seemed so transcendent that it was so great, I never wanted to end here. And so you start building something that was never meant to be built here. And so what Peter was saying is, I want to build my home here, but here is not meant for dwelling. It was meant for direction. Here was not meant for dwelling. It was meant, come on church. Now, now listen, let me get into the kitchen just a little bit. Because a lot of us, we love, oh, oh I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep going. Come on, just do it. Let's go. You know, we love that. But can I talk about this piece a little bit? That when you get to a place that feels comfortable, you start setting up shop like you're never supposed to go nowhere. When you get to a place that feels good, now I've got my people. There was a place where I didn't have any friends, but I, now i got some friends, and now I'm not going nowhere. Now I've got this going on in my life, and I don't need to go anywhere. Like, can we stay here for 100 days? Can we stay here for a year? Can we stay here for five years? See, you used to be broken, but now you got healing, and so now you got healing, you're good. Because you were desperate when you were broken. But now that you're healed, you've lost desperation, and now you've made it into a comfortable couch 
that you sit in because you're healed, but you haven't realized that your healing has now turned into apathy and your muscles have started to atrophy because they're not moving the way they need to move. And I'm not talking about your body, I'm talking about your spiritual life because so many times we can get so comfortable at here and we get so comfortable then in the moment we start building up, hey, sing that song, hey, do that thing again, hey, preach that message again. Don't talk about sin, just talk about me not quitting. Don't talk about this thing. Just help me get over here a little bit more. Give me some encouragement. But dad gummit, don't ever talk about refining my heart. Don't ever talk about faith. Don't ever talk about me not seeing. Just keep it comfortable and keep me right here so I don't have to move. In fact, it's getting so good that I'm going to build a house. And I don't want, listen, I know it was awesome when I came in because there's people who knew me. But don't expect me to get to know people because now I feel comfortable. Now I feel good. Now I'm going to build a home here. But here was never meant for dwelling. It was meant for direction. And so many times we'll come on. Let's make this about me. See, we get, we, we were fine. We were, but then we started getting a little desperate because we weren't married. And so we dated and we worked through things. And then we found somebody and we really rolled out the red carpet because they were so wonderful and they were so beautiful. And I just pursued and pursued and pursued. But then when I got at the top of the mountain of marriage, I said, now I'm good. So I don't have to pursue my spouse anymore. And we wonder where love has gone because we got comfortable. And we started making a, 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 a museum and we started making a mansion on top of a mountain. And we didn't even realize we were making a mausoleum. Something where dead things go. On top of a mountain. Your faith died there. On top of the mountain, your, your hope started to die. Your, 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 your stick-to-itiveness started to die. All your aggressiveness started to die there. Your, your, your dependence on God started to die there. Because you thought it was so good you could stay there forever. But it was never meant, come on, it was never meant to be a dwelling. It was never meant to be something that you stood there forever. I know it feels good now. I'm not saying it's bad for you now. I'm telling you, some of you are getting healed right now and it's awesome. Some of you are getting ministered to by the spirit of the living God and thank God for it. But I'm going to tell you, don't you dare think that that's it. Don't you dare think that that's the only way I've got to move because I went up a mountain, I got to the top of the mountain and that's where I'm supposed to live forever. That's not where God had you, Peter. He, he's got you somewhere else. I'm not going to build a house here. What did God say, right? Not dwelling in this direction. What did God say? This is my son. Listen to him. Well, when somebody says listen to me, two things. They're, they're actually saying listen to me about what they're about to say. Or... Reminding you to remember what they just did say. Yeah. 
So what did Jesus just say? Look at it. Chapter 8. What was the last words that Jesus said before they went up the mountain? It's verse 31. Then Jesus began to tell them the Son of Man must suffer many terrible things, be rejected by the elders, leaving priests, teachers of religious law. He would be killed. Three days later, he would rise from the dead as he talked about this openly with his disciples. Peter took him aside, began to reprimand him for saying such things. Jesus turned around, looked at the disciples, and reprimanded Peter. Get away from me, Satan. Whoops. I don't like being called Satan. Especially from Jesus. That, 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 would, that would hit a little different. He said, you're seeing, you're seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. Now are you seeing God saying, listen to him, Peter. Listen to him. Then calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, if anyone wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross. Follow me. Oh, this doesn't sound like building a home on a mountain. I, I, can we preach about the transfiguration? I don't want to talk about carrying the cross. God's saying, listen to him, Peter. Listen to him. If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you'll save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul as anything worth more than your soul? What did he say? He said, your life is not about you. Peter. You're trying to make this thing about you. That's why you want to build a house on a mountain. Your life isn't about you. It's about somebody else. It's about something else. It's about seeing heaven invade earth. It's about seeing God's kingdom come and the kingdom of this world dying. It's about something so much bigger than you. Peter, listen to him. I just, I just thought it was so good. I just thought our church was so good that I don't ever want it to change. I've been to a big church before. Got hurt. So I'm going to go to a small church. But you know, small churches can hurt you too. Because guess what? Churches are made up of people. And people hurt people. Because we're all hurting. We're all trying to do our best. But somehow we try to make things stay just perfectly, just how we want them when it hits so good. And not understanding that God wants us to move on from that. It's not a dwelling. It's a direction. God said, listen to him. Because up the mountain is personal. But down the mountain is people. Up the mountain, something happens to you personally. But down the mountain is where you get to interact with people. So stop trying to make something always about you on top of the mountain when God is calling you to get down with people. Now, there's moments where you can't get down with people, right? Some of you are like, before coffee, yes. I don't get down with people. There are moments in your life, right? Come on. 
Now, don't just get quiet. Like, there's moments where you feel like, I don't need to be around a person right now. In fact, I, I just need to be quiet. I take away all my phone, everything, because I'm about to do something that is going to ruin a lot of things. Because up the mountain is personal. So there are mountain moments for each and every one of us that we absolutely need. But don't you dare stay there. Don't you dare live there. That is for religious elite that do not have a relationship with Jesus. On top of a mountain and you stay there forever, you might look pretty, you might look churchy, you might dress a certain way, you might talk a certain way. And your life might look like, wow, they got it all together. But you don't love people at all. You love yourself. So why did God say? God said, listen to him. Because Jesus said, take up a cross. Follow me. Let, let that thing die, Peter, that says it's all about you. Because it's all downhill from here. Because up on the mountains, person, nothing wrong with it. The only thing gets wrong with it if you stay there. Then it gets mutated and turns into religion when God always wanted it to be a relationship. Right? So you thank God they didn't stay up there. Come on, come on, right? Thank, thank God they didn't stay up there. Walking down the mountain. Imagine the conversation. Peter and James and John. That was awesome. How about when he turned real white? Looked, looked like the sun. And then like Elijah and Moses. Did you think Moses looked like that? I didn't think so. Man, he, I mean, Elijah looked like a ninja. That was just, I mean, he was bad. I mean, Moses looked Moses-y, but Elijah was like, you know, the conversation. You're like, can you believe we got to see it? Can you, and then, you know, then, then, then James just pops up. Okay, stop, stop. What about the cloud? That was God's voice. Why are we not dead? We heard God's voice. That was God's voice. I mean, you know, they just talk. No one else thinks like this. This is only me. Okay, I read the Bible like this. Because I was just thinking, like, what would you talk about? I mean, wouldn't you be, like, jacked? Like, you're like, oh, my God. I mean, come on. This is about it. We're going to come down. And listen, you better let me tell the story to all the other disciples. Because I am going to blow it. Oh, I can't wait to tell. It was Elijah, y'all. You know, it was all that. About the time they get down, what do they see? They see a broken father with a demon-possessed son saying, I can't fix him. And every time I try, he throws himself into a fire. And I thought if I brought him to your disciples, they'd pray for him and see him healed. And nothing happened. Can you please fix my son? And right there, church, 
is the reason we're here. It's not for the mountaintop. It's for the people that are down there that didn't get to go up and see what we've seen. They haven't got to experience what we experienced. And they're broken and they're hurting. And there's more moms and dads that don't know what to do with their, their kids. There's more marriages that feel like they're on death's door. There's more bodies that are broken that feel like there's no answers, that no doctor can help them. There's more people that feel buried in financial hardship and feel like there's no answer and there's no way out. There's more people that are addicted to substances and things. There's more people that are in darkness, but they look like they're in the light. There's more people that feel like every time I pray, then I get thrown into the fire. There are more people that are broken. Oh, and they need you to come down from the mountain. They need you to come down to the top, the bottom, and be with them. They need you to say, I've got an answer that is bigger than you. I've got an answer that will fix this problem. I've got an answer that it might seem like will never, ever, ever fix, but Jesus is the one. Because it's personal up there, but there's people down there. I, I, I'm going to read this, and then we're going to pray in just a moment. <coughs> Verse 9. Or, or sorry, chapter 9. spoke up and said, teacher, I brought my son so he could heal him. He's possessed by an evil spirit, won't let him talk. Whenever this spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth, grinds his teeth, teeth, becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out. They couldn't do it. And Jesus said, you faithful, you're faithless people. How long must I be with you? He's basically saying, I'm not going to be here forever. But your faith in me is everything. How long must I put up with you bring the boy to me? So they brought the boy with the evil spirit, saw Jesus and threw the child in a violent convulsion. And he fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father, he said, since he was a little boy. See, there's things... The things that have been happening in people's lives, maybe some of your life right now, that it's felt like it's happened for all your life. And maybe this is the first time in ever that you've ever had hope that actually something could change. And the reason that you're starting to feel some hope is because there's some people in this room that decided not to stay at the top of a mountain but live down here because this is where you live. See, so many people think that on top of a mountain is where you live. It's actually where you die if you stay there too long. Up there for a moment, it's awesome. Down here is where God has called us. Not because we're going down to slum it up, 
it's because this is where we live. Look what he said. Since he was a little boy, the spirit often throws him into the fire and the water trying to kill him. Have mercy on us. Help us if you can. What do you mean if I can? Jesus asked. Come on, anything is possible if a person believes. Anything is possible if a person believes. See, you don't say that stuff on top of a mountain. You say it at the bottom of a mountain. Anything is possible if a person believes. And the father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. I do believe, I'm having a hard time right now. God, help me overcome my unbelief. Help me under overcome my bitterness. Help me overcome my unforgiveness. Help me un- uh, overcome my uh, tenacity to want to do it my own way. Help me overcome my pride. Help me overcome all of these things that have tried to get a hold of me for far too long. Because it's here that our church is called. It's for the 400 more people that are coming that we just got seats for. Top of the mountain people don't care about 400 more. They care about making their seat more comfortable. Bottom of the mountain people care about 400 more. Not because we're looking for a number, but because we're looking for a name and a story and a God's faithfulness in your life. Change me from this to that. That's what we're looking for. So come on, let's all stand. I don't know where you are, but let's all stand to our feet. Listen, if you got faith right now, awesome. If you're fighting for faith right now, awesome. You're in the right place. If that prayer needs to be you, you say, I believe, God help my unbelief. You're in the right place. Maybe you're filled with faith and you're like, yeah, let's go. Let's go see this thing happen. Awesome. But if you're fighting for faith right now, God has got you in the right place. We're all bottom of the mountain people. There's nobody living on top of a mountain in here. We're all bottom of the mountain. God, help us all. We haven't done it all right, but Lord, you've got all the power to change every single situation in this room. I'm going to ask everyone, come on, let's have faith in this room. Fill this room with faith. I don't know what you're going through, but I